The following KOPN podcast is made possible by the generous donations from listeners like you. Please consider a donation to listener-supported community radio, KOPN. You can donate securely online at kopn.org. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Food Sleuth Radio, where we help you think beyond your plate. I'm Melinda Hemmelgarn, a registered dietitian and investigative nutritionist on a mission to connect the dots between food, health, and agriculture and find food truth. And today I'm delighted to welcome my guest, Ms. Sarah Sorcher. She is Deputy Director of Regulatory Affairs at the Center for Science in the Public Interest. CSPI is a nonprofit nutrition and food safety watchdog organization based in Washington, D.C., At CSPI, Sarah works to improve consumers' access to information about the food they eat, stop deceptive food advertising, and reduce or remove pathogens and other harmful contaminants in our food supply. Prior to joining CSPI, Sarah Sorcher worked on health and safety issues at Public Citizens Health Research Group, and she served as a law clerk for the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. Sarah holds a JD from the Harvard Law School, an MPH from Harvard School of Public Health, and a BA in Anthropology from Amherst College. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, glad to be here. Thank you. Well, I am so interested in your credentials because there's such an interesting mix. And I wonder, before we dive into the subject at hand, which is poppy seeds, I wanted to know how you went from being an anthropology major to focusing in public health and then deciding you need a law degree. Yeah, I mean, I think it, there is a spread there, but just thinking about it, the common theme that really pulls all those experiences together is this idea that they're all really about understanding human behavior, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as a lawyer, you have to advocate, you have to understand how people think, what they find persuasive. As an anthropologist, you're looking at how they, they structure their society. And as a public health person, you really are thinking also about human behavior and and how to keep populations healthy. And so I think all those experiences have have sort of tied together in my career, and and the work I do now at at CSPI very much combines all three. Absolutely. Well, I found out about your work through a regular email subscription that I have to CSPI, and it had to do with poppy seeds and some deaths that were related to individuals who brewed tea from poppy seeds, and they received enough morphine to kill them. And I thought, wow, this has not been on my radar. I love poppy seeds. I am one to go into pastry shops and look for pastries that are filled with poppy seeds. I make my own poppy seed pastries at home. I make poppy seed salad dressings. And I know that consuming poppy seeds prior to drug testing, urine testing, for example, People are warned against that because it can indicate that you might have used a narcotic when actually you just had, say, a poppy seed bagel. So let's step back and just go through the steps of how this happened. How did you become aware that poppy seeds could be posing a public health threat? Yeah, this wasn't really an issue that was on our radar as well until just a few years ago. We were approached by a family, Steve and Betty Hakala from Rogers, Arkansas, and they had found us through their member of Congress. And what had happened was their son, Stephen Hackle Jr., had died from an overdose of poppy seed tea in April 2016. And 
the family was initially very confused, and when they found out what the poppy seeds were the cause, they were horrified, they were shocked, and they had started a campaign of advocacy to change things so that other families wouldn't have to go through the same experience. We had worked a lot with other families that had been injured by harmful products, including harmful dietary supplements, and so this was of great interest to us when we heard about it. And it was surprising because I think we, we were sort of vaguely aware that poppy seeds could trigger a drug test, but it blew us away that you could have this type of risk where someone could actually have a lethal overdose from a food product. It's very rare. Mm. So how did Steve and Betty Ahakala from Rogers, Arkansas, become aware that it was the poppy seed ingestion or this poppy seed tea ingestion that caused the loss of their son. I mean, I guess if I were to go into a child's apartment and I saw poppy seeds, I wouldn't think twice, right? I wouldn't connect those dots. How did they find the exact source of their son's death? Yeah, this is this can be a confusing for a lot of victims' families. In this case, Stephen was in his early 20s. He had no history of drug use, and they knew he'd, he'd struggled with anxiety, some other conditions, and what happened was after he overdosed, they found these poppy seeds in the apartment. And through testing of the seeds and through working with the medical examiner's office, they came to understand that he had very likely consumed a, a tea brewed with the poppy seeds and that this had led to him having high levels of opiates in his blood. So codeine, morphine, sebane, which is an opiate that's found in poppy seeds. And they were able to connect the dots in that way. They actually didn't hang on to the bag of poppy seeds because they were just so unaware that this was a potential risk, so they weren't able to test those seeds. But they went out and looked at the marketplace and worked with a research team to identify other poppy seed products that had high levels of contamination. And a study was published by researchers at Sam Houston State University that analyzed other seeds on the marketplace and found that, indeed, poppy seeds could produce lethal levels of opiates just from brewing a moderate amount of seeds into a tea. And that's confirmed the story for the Hecalas. So when an individual goes through an autopsy, do the medical examiners, if they suspect that it was an opiate-related death, does the medical examiner typically look for the one ingredient that may be specific to the poppy seeds? And correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the Thebane is sort of like the red flag marker that says, oh, this was a poppy seed ingestion case. Yeah, that's a really good question. We Ultimately, we don't know how many overdose deaths are actually related to poppy seeds. You know, in some cases, a person may be using other opiates and maybe be relying on poppy seeds to stave off withdrawal symptoms or when their ordinary sources aren't available. And so it might be hard to then go and identify poppy seeds as the cause of death. And it's not clear that medical examiners are tuned into this risk or necessarily testing for thebane, which which can be a sign of poppy seed use. Okay. All right. So we should probably go back a little bit and just explain to our listeners that poppy seeds come from the opium poppy. But the beautiful flowers that we have in our gardens that are poppies, those are not bred for pharmaceutical use. And so the United States imports all of the poppy seeds that are going to be used or put through the pharmaceutical system. So tell me a little bit about the story of the poppy seed from the plant and how some contaminated seeds might get into our food system. Yeah, so actually it is illegal to grow poppies in the United States. 
even in our home gardens, technically cultivating opium poppy is illegal. Now, the DEA doesn't crack down on people who are just growing a few poppies in their home garden. But in general, if you're producing enough poppies to actually grow for seeds, those are all going to be imported. So all of the seeds we find in the marketplace in the U.S. that we're using in our baked goods, those are imported from other countries where growing poppies is still legal. The seeds themselves don't contain opiates, but they come from the the same plant, the opium poppy, and it's the sap and the latex in the plant that have high levels of opiates, the the morphine, the codeine, the thebane. And certain plants are bred for food production, and they have been bred for low levels of opiates. Other plants are actually grown for pharmaceutical production. The U.K. has an industry of growing poppy for pharmaceutical use. And what happens is when those seeds, the ones from the high opiate plants, are diverted into the food supply, and particularly when they're not processed to remove potential contamination, then the levels of opiates can be much higher. And those can be further amplified through a practice of brewing the poppy seeds into a tea. So some consumers actually seek out poppy seeds that are contaminated, and then they concentrate the opiates further by washing them in water or even hot water, sometimes lemon juice, a little acid. And this can actually extract a lot of opiates. So there was a study published a few years back by a researcher at Sam Houston State University found that these very simple techniques could produce lethal levels of opiates with just a, a moderate amount of tea. And there's a lot of uncertainty from batch to batch. So consumers may be used to using seeds at a certain level of opiates, and then they'll get a batch with very high levels, and the practice that have been safe before then produces a lethal overdose. And so that's what we've seen is that there have been periods when – there was a period in 2016 when Stephen Hakala died. Another young man died within months of his death. And so when you have a, a batch coming into the country that has high levels of opiates, it can produce these unexpected overdose deaths. And what has been the FDA's role in all of this? So we had reached out to the FDA after we first met with the Hakalas and sent them a letter. At that point in time, there was some activity from some of the major online sellers. Shortly after that time, Amazon took down a lot of the product postings that had had reviews suggesting they had high levels of contamination. And they introduced a new policy to try to ensure that they were selling smaller bags from vetted suppliers. But from a public perspective, the agency hasn't taken any action yet to control this risk in poppy seeds. So the FDA hasn't put out any statements. There have as yet been no public prosecutions. And so overall, the risk hasn't been controlled in the marketplace. And what we've seen is that suppliers who were selling on Amazon have now shifted to other outlets, eBay, individual websites, Etsy. And and so it is still possible for consumers to find these products, albeit perhaps not on the major platforms. Hmm. So I love poppy seeds. You know, I, I make a poppy seed salad dressing from scratch. I love poppy seed pastries. I've cooked poppy seeds to make fillings for breads and pastries, for example. How risky is it to consume the kinds of foods that we might typically find in the marketplace? So generally, the amount of poppy seeds you would see in baked goods are low enough that they're not going to produce therapeutic effects, right? And also, heating the seeds does break down the opiates to some extent. So 
There have been a few reports of people feeling some symptoms like nausea after eating baked goods with a lot of poppy seeds, but it's really generally unlikely you're going to feel the effects of drugs from eating baked goods. I think the main risk that you want to worry about is there can be enough opiates and poppy seeds in a baked good like a bagel or a, a muffin that could trigger a drug test. And it can be a, it's kind of a funny thought, but unfortunately there's some real life consequences for failing a drug test. And we were working with two families who were actually investigated by Child Protective Services after they tested positive during delivery and they weren't able to go home with their newborns. Their families were interviewed by CPS officials. They had to go through drug counseling services. So it can be a, a pretty disruptive event. People can also lose their jobs. And so I think for consumers who aren't aware of this risk, it can be traumatic. And, you know, I think the advice for consumers is that if um, if you know you might be in a situation where you could be drug tested, it is pretty important to avoid products that have poppy seeds. Yeah. Sarah, let me take one break because we're halfway through and I need to remind our listeners that if you're just joining us, you're tuned into Food Sleuth Radio. We are speaking with Ms. Sarah Sorcher. She is the Deputy Director of Regulatory Affairs at the Center for Science and the Public Interest, where she works to improve consumers' access to information about the food they eat, stop deceptive food advertising, and reduce or remove pathogens and other harmful contaminants in our food supply. And that is exactly what we're talking about today with regard to poppy seeds, specifically the risk of making poppy seed tea because you can extract enough opiates to lead to death. Now, I do think that your last comment is really important, and I, I can't imagine having, say, a poppy seed pastry while pregnant, going to the hospital, delivering a baby, and then being told, oh, I'm sorry, you can't take your baby home because you've tested positive for a drug test. So I think it is important for us to know that poppy seeds can elicit that kind of response. But in preparation for this interview, of course, I read the research out of Sam Houston. I looked at some different sources online, some of the information that CSPI has published, and I will provide links to the great articles that you directed me to. But I went to my freezer where I keep my poppy seeds so they don't go rancid. And I have an eight-ounce bag of them, actually. And I looked to see if there was any identification in terms of what country they came from. I didn't know if, as you mentioned, there are specific countries that are allowed to produce poppy seeds for import. And there's no indication on my food label which country my poppy seeds came from. Is one country over another more likely to have poppy seeds that are not as well processed? Yeah, that's a really tough question for individual consumers to be able to answer. You know, as you've pointed out, the label doesn't always explain where the food came from or what processing steps were followed to make sure that it's safe. You know, the UK does have a an industry of production for producing poppy seeds for pharmaceutical use. And so, you know, if the seeds were grown in plants for that purpose, then they are more likely to be contaminated. But the label won't always tell you, and it might state falsely that the seeds are from the UK when they're when they're not. So I think in general, this is an issue that really needs to be addressed by FDA. Because all of our seeds are imported, the agency has an opportunity then to, to screen them at the border and make sure that they're, they're tested and that they are uncontaminated. And uh, FDA hasn't done that. They also haven't even set a, a safe level, a safe threshold, so that even companies who want to do the right thing, there's a little uncertainty around 
what they actually have to do in order to ensure their seeds are safe. And so it is an area where we hope the agency is going to be stepping up in the coming, in the near future to implement changes so that consumers don't have to have that uncertainty when they're looking at these bags of seeds that they can just know that the seeds are going to be safe. Exactly. Well, it would be simple to put a warning label on a bag to say, you know, maybe limit your servings to so much just to be on the safe side, or even to say you may not want to consume this product if you're going to be tested for drugs. I don't know. It seems like there should be more information on the label based on the information that we have. And this is not news, right? I mean, people have been brewing poppy seed tea over the centuries, but it's just recently maybe come to be online for people who are wanting to access opiates through non-traditional methods. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those, I think, many areas where the internet is making a lot of products and practices more accessible than they were in the past. This was probably a more obscure practice. I mean, it has been, you're right, that um, people have been drinking poppy tea for centuries, but the ease with which consumers can learn about this practice and then source seeds that have dangerous levels of contamination is really been increased by the internet. And it creates some huge enforcement challenges for FDA and other regulators. These aren't the only products out there that have potential for abuse. And it can be, it can be a, hard, a difficult game of whack-a-mole trying to keep up with all the um, different products out there that um, can be dangerous for consumers. Right. And of course, I think consumers think that if a product is on the market, if it's sold in a typical grocery store, it's got to be safe and that we have these regulatory agencies that are looking out for us. But it's my understanding, really, that these agencies are stretched pretty thinly. And so I guess they have to assign their work staff according to greatest need. And I guess this hasn't risen to the, the top to get more staff involved in it. Yeah, I think this is an issue that's really fallen through the cracks. Uh, it's it's a it's a smaller piece of a of a broader epidemic that we're having with opiates in this country, and also it's a smaller piece of the great challenges we're having keeping up with the way the marketplace is changing. And so, more resources would certainly help. And I think also having the FDA set some clear standards in this space so that legitimate companies that want to do the right thing know exactly the steps they have to take. Right. And I would like to know, for example, on the label of the products that I buy, I'd like to have a warning label. I'd also like to know how the the seeds were processed, and I'd also like to know the country of origin. So those are just finer points for me as a consumer looking for information. So the product that I have, it's an organic product. I generally, when I can, like to choose products that are organic because I know that they're less likely to be contaminated, say, with pesticide and herbicide sprays. But this particular package specifically says may contain hard debris. And it's my understanding is that it's that debris is where we might be more likely to find those residues of opiates. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, some of the things you've described on your package are are signs, they're red flags. So uh, this is uh, an, an area that sort of runs against the common wisdom we all might have about healthy foods. Because the contamination comes from the natural plant, growing an organic product, sourcing from an all-natural supplier, getting artisanal 
quality products won't necessarily protect you from the risk. And in fact, if the product is minimally processed, then that might increase the risk because that means they haven't taken out the bits of debris and other parts of the plants that could contain the drugs. And so when you're, when you're looking for products and you want to avoid contamination, it, it probably is better, actually, in this case, to go for larger suppliers that have processed out the, the bits of debris and are following protocols to make sure that those products have, are safe. Mm. Well, based on some information that I received from CSPI, there have now been at least 19 deaths in the United States associated with poppy seeds and specifically making these teas. And it seems that there's a population that seems to be at higher risk, and this would be with young men and, and teenagers who are looking for, maybe they want to use this tea to stave off withdrawals. Maybe they want to find, as we talked about earlier, you know, alternative sources for opiates. Um, maybe they want to self-medicate for conditions like pain or anxiety. What is the message that you want to give your high-risk potential users of making poppy seed tea? Yeah, um, my colleagues at CSPI put out this report in January of this year that looked at poison control center calls and adverse event reports to the FDA. And we found evidence that one, exposures to poppy seed tea were on the rise, and that there are now at least 19 deaths in the U.S. associated with poppy seeds. You know, looking at sort of the populations that are calling in these reports, it does tend to be uh, younger men who are being intentionally exposed to poppy tea. And um, we've also seen many overdose deaths in that group. I think, uh, you know, a certain proportion of these users are, are using other opiates, but some cases we've heard they had no history of drug use. And um, in some cases, people turn to these products because they think they're safe, that they're a natural home remedy, that they are, are not as dangerous as the drugs that would be prescribed by your doctor. And that's not necessarily the case, particularly, uh, and, and one of the challenges that users face is that uh, the levels can be very variable because there's no control over the amount of opioids. So they could be accustomed to brewing a certain amount of poppy seeds into a tea and um, have had no issues in the past, and then if they get a particularly strong batch, then they might be in a situation where they're overdosing. And so I think um, it's important to be aware of the risks, um, to recognize that these are serious drugs, and to seek care from a doctor for the conditions that you're attempting to treat and potentially for addiction. Yeah. It's such a shame because, you know, in our society, it's so hard to access mental health care. And so I can understand why people would be attracted to these alternative methods. And as you say, you know, who would think that something as seemingly innocent as poppy seeds could lead to such horrific outcomes. And there's a paper that I have from clinical toxicology that actually you directed me to that was published in 2021. If prepared as poppy tea using the 200 to 300 gram recommended online amount, and that is actually the amount in my package. Um, my package is eight ounces, which is 227 grams. So it's pretty easy to purchase that amount in the typical grocery store. And then they mix that with less than two cups of water. If you had a, a sample or a bag of poppy seeds that was contaminated, 
you could actually get more than 50 milligrams of morphine per recipe and 50 milligrams has been demonstrated to increase the risk of overdose among patients prescribed morphine for pain treatment. So we're talking about clinically significant levels of a potentially dangerous drug. Yes, that's right. Um, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot to get to a therapeutic dose, de- depending on how contaminated the seeds are, and um, you know that that dose can also lead to addiction. Um, and so, at the point when a consumer is um, coming to terms with the fact that they have um, been using a drug, it may be difficult for them to stop. So this is it's, it's really a, a piece of the broader opioid epidemic, and a lot of the the similar issues and struggles that um, people have been having with uh, de- dealing with the, that epidemic are, are present here as well. So these are, these are drugs, just like the drugs that you would be prescribed by your doctor, and it's just that they're, they're less controlled and they can be harder to spot. Right. And also from the same article, it says that cleaning processes that are recommended by the European Commission have been proven effective at reducing morphine contamination and yet not all seeds are cleaned effectively, and some are even marketed as unwashed or unprocessed. So as a consumer going into the marketplace, I would want to see on my label also that those seeds were washed or processed in advance of being packaged and sold to me. So that's yet another request that could go to the FDA. Yes, again, it can be very hard for consumers to be able to parse together these things, and you need a lot of education also to be able to interpret those labels. I think at the end of the day, uh, it would be best for all consumers to have confidence that the seeds that they're buying in a brick-and-mortar store or on a major retail outlet, like Amazon now, uh, are safe to eat and that they're not contaminated with drugs. And um, that's something that uh, the FDA has a role in guaranteeing, um, it's also something that retailers and major seed suppliers need to be looking into, as well as smaller companies. And um, I think uh, there are always going to be people who seek these products out. Um, I think our goal is to get the me- message out that they can be dangerous and to ensure that um, they are hard to find. Right. Well, we just have a minute left, and I just want to ask you if there's anything else you want to add to make sure our listeners know. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the overall message is uh, that uh, we do need to see some action from FDA on this. Um, I think our regulators have a role to play in in ensuring the food supply is safe. Uh, We have a website where consumers can actually go and comment to the agency. It's uh, cspinet.org slash poppy. And you can click the link there and, and, and communicate directly to FDA and share Uh, that you'd like to see them taking more action to control these risks. Fantastic. All right. I will provide a link to your website with that information. I will also provide um, a news release that came out in 2017 from Sam Houston State University that has an overview of their research. And I'll also provide the excellent report that most recently came out through Clinical Toxicology titled Opioid Exposure Associated with Poppy Consumption Reported to Poison Control Centers and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Sarah, this has been so fascinating. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so I need to close, but I want to thank our listeners for joining us. Remind everyone that Food Sleuth Radio is produced by Dan Hemmelgarn for KOPN Studios in beautiful downtown Columbia, Missouri. 
Most of all, I want to thank my guest, Ms. Sarah Sorcher, Deputy Director of Regulatory Affairs at the Center for Science in the Public Interest, where she works to improve consumers' access to information just like this to help protect us from harmful contaminants in our food supply. And just a friendly reminder that CSPI is a nonprofit nutrition and food safety watchdog based in Washington, D.C. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.